This evening, I invite you to turn with me, please, in the Word of God to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, chapter 24. Luke, chapter 24. I try to be very careful about um, speaking individually about those who've been such a, a blessing through the week and thinking about the, the wonderful meals. I, I, will, I will confess, I sure did enjoy that margarita pizza last night. And, and, and yes, those of you that um, are uh, not catching on, yes, there's a story that goes with that. And, and I, have to, I have to say this, and the Walsh family was so gracious to provide the meal tonight. And as I, I stepped up to the table, I was trying to decide which uh, lasagna that, that I was going to uh, enjoy, uh, the white or, or the red, and and I happened to go with the red. And uh, I enjoyed uh, both varieties of uh, uh, brownies. I hope I'm going to be up to that uh, ice cream tonight. <laughs> You've encouraged me. So I enjoyed both of the, the brownies. And I chose the red lasagna. Now, the significance is this. I found out only later that mom had made the white lasagna, that her oldest son had made the red lasagna, and the two younger sons had made the brownies. So I, I, I literally enjoyed a, a meal tonight that was prepared uh, by their sons, and it was great. And and yes, I did get some white lasagna to enjoy later. It won't be tonight after the ice cream, but I'm thinking lunch tomorrow. Uh, but that that was such a a, a delight uh, this evening in a very special way. But I appreciate the kindness of of so many. You you've been so gracious. With our Bibles open to Luke chapter twenty four, I invite you to stand together with me, please. Standing together, shall we? If you're able, I invite you to stand. We always step to the pulpit longing to be a blessing. But I pray that you would allow me to be an encouragement to you tonight. During those last moments that the Lord spent with his disciples, we read in verse 45, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And your witnesses of these things. 
And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. During the very last moments that he spent with his disciples, we continue reading in verse 50. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. The Bible tells us that he led them out as far as to Bethany. As far as. Let's pray. Father, thank you for speaking to our hearts again and again and again. Even in the last moments during the preaching, the singing. Please, Lord, help me now to be an encouragement to your people. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, and you may be seated. When we consider that phrase of but three words, as far as. In the Old Testament, we see a consistency in its usage, in its meaning, in the truth that it conveys. Solomon used that phrase in showing fathomless difference as he speaks of the difference between foolishness and error, light and darkness. He uses that phrase as far as we see fathomless difference. And what fathomless difference we see in those words that delight our hearts. The psalmist telling us that he separated our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. What fathomless difference do you see? You can travel so far north until crossing the brow of this earth's circumference, you eventually find yourself traveling south. But you can never travel so far east that you eventually find yourself traveling west. So far, he has separated our sins from us. I like Bible geography. But as we look at the consistency of that phrase being used in the Old Testament, we find a contrast between the Old Testament and the New Testament. But stepping into the New Testament, we see 
a similar consistency, and yet the contrast is this. In the Old Testament, the phrase speaks of fathomless difference. In the New Testament, it reminds us of finite distance. They went out as far as. But here's the consistency. Every time in the New Testament that we find that phrase, they went as far as. When one will go as far as, by the grace of God, they one day find themselves looking back and realizing, though they went as far as, perhaps longing to go further, but only as far as. When they went as far as by the grace of God, one day they looked back, finding themselves rejoicing that the Lord enabled them to go even further than what they had dared to think when they went as far as. It would be a wonderful thing if somebody tonight would say, Oh, God's called me to the mission field. I'm going to China. I'm going to India. I'm going to Africa. Maybe the Holy Spirit will speak to you in such a voice tonight. But that's not the challenge that I delivered from the pulpit this evening. God only expects you to go as far as. Maybe you'll never go to the regions, but if you'll go as far as, however, as far as, by God's will, you find yourself going. If you'll go as a one day, you'll find yourself looking and rejoicing, realizing that God by His grace enabled you to go even further than what you dare to ever think. But this is the question. Who among us will go as far as? The largest wheeled cannon in the world was forged in India. They say that when it was test-fired, the percussion of that gun killed eight people. One elephant launched a projectile that left a crater in a nearby village that is a pond to this day. Now, how much of that is historical exaggeration, I cannot say. But I do know this. The cannon was never used in battle. How astounding that Christians boast of an armory to which they have access. Spiritual weapons they've never used. The question is, who among us will go as far as? India is the only country in the world where both the lion and the tiger can be found living in their own natural habitat. The leopard is still prevalent. And there was a day when the fastest cat known to man raced across this landscape. You see, experts say they believe, it is their opinion, that studying the cheetah of India and the few Asiatic cheetah that remain, that cheetah could outrun an African cheetah, they say. 
they suppose. Because of the structure of its legs, because of its sleek design. But do you notice I say they think, they suppose, perhaps? It is their hypothesis because they say they have never observed an Asiatic cheetah running at full throttle. The terrain is different. The African cheetah races across the savannas of that continent. The terrain is different. It is but hypothesis. Maybe the potential is there. So it may I say to you, dear friend, there is much Christianity that is described in churches that is but presumption and hypothesis and never becomes reality. The question is, who will go as far as? Consider first our devotion. The Bible tells us that they followed their Lord as far as to Bethany. They would have gone farther if they could. In fact, it was Peter who asked of the Lord only to hear the response as Jesus told him, you cannot follow me now. Uh, they would have made the ascent with their Savior if they could have, but they followed him as far as the Lord had already told them. Even as he was to make his ascent, he spoke in those very last moments, he said, Ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Lord Judea, and Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. He said, You're about to go a whole lot further than you ever thought you might. They went as far, they would have gone, by the way, they asked of their Lord, wilt thou at this time build the kingdom? And I don't blame them, I'd have been in a kingdom building mood myself. But the Lord said, you will take the gospel banner from shore to shore to shore. Think of the fellowship. And my dear friend Curtis King went with me to India. I know he was exaggerating when he described that place where we stayed near the jungle. When he told me, he said, this has got to be the most beautiful place on the face of the earth. But he told me, he said, it was so pretty. He said, I, I went out before the the sun seemingly had awakened, he said, in the darkness of the morning night, as it were. He said, I walked out there and smelling the scent of the flowers and praying and talking with the Lord. He said, I prayed like I hadn't prayed in a long time. Suddenly he lifted his eyes and he realized he wasn't alone. There was an elephant standing there in the, in the nearby distance. He said, when I saw that elephant, he said, I prayed like I hadn't prayed in a long time. <laughs> How oftentimes have we spoken of our prayer lives and if the truth be known, we haven't gone as far as. I think of our devotion, fellowship,
faithfulness. Even when they were considering who would replace Judas, Peter reminded them it's necessary that one have followed the Lord from the baptism until the day of his ascent that he had gone as far as Peter spoke those words, but Peter would feel that prick in his heart as he remembered that even he himself had not followed as far as he is. He, uh, he was the one who betrayed the Lord. He cursed and he swore and, and he denied that he knew him. I think of fellowship and I, I, I think of, of faithfulness. I don't know how much longer we have, my friend, but I want to go as far as. When I was in Bible college, I used to go down the street to a nearby park, Lackawanna, and I would jog there on the track. It was a quarter-mile track. I'd uh, run the eight laps. On the last lap, I opened the throttle, and it was everything I had that was left inside. The whole last quarter mile, I was picking up speed and dashing across. Well, one particular day, the high school athletic track team showed up, at least some of them, and they were running their laps. It was my, I always did this, but they didn't know that. When I was picking up steam on that last lap and I passed them, they felt like they had been challenged. Oh, that was a grueling dash for the finish line. You say, did you win? No. <laughs> but almost. The coach came up to me afterwards and he said, uh, who do you run for? I said, well, I'm a Bible college student. I said, I guess that means I'll run for the Lord. <laughs> this might be the last lap. I don't know. My friend, let's decide we're going to go as far as our fellowship and our faithfulness. If you'll go as far one day, you'll look back and find yourself rejoicing that in fact, by His grace, you went further even than what you had dared to think. That young man in India who came to the Lord and was declared an outcast by his friends and his family, he was only giving his personal testimony when he wrote those words, Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus, he said. And his voice has echoed around the world. He would have little known when he came to Christ in the land of India that so many would be singing it on the other side of the world. I think of our devotion and I think of our mission. Missions. The verse is found in Acts chapter 11 and verse 19. 
The Bible says, Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Venice and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. Because of the persecution, they were scattered. I remind you that word bears within its meaning the idea of being scattered spread abroad as seed. During the days of persecution, they were scattered and they went as far as even to a city called Antioch. But I remind you, it was in Antioch where rose that great missionary church. And soon, they were about to go a whole lot further. The Bible tells us in the verses that follow, Verse 22, then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch. The Bible tells us that he went to Tarsus looking for, for Saul, and then the two of them went to Antioch. He was to go as far as, but they were the two who became the missionaries that were sent forth. Paul's heart carrying him even to the regions beyond. I say to you, when they went as far as, they found themselves rejoicing together that God had enabled them to go even further than what they had dared to think. There have been moments when after I have preached, knowing that God does a work in the hearts of men, those inner recesses of the soul where we cannot see with the eyes, and, and yet longing to see the breeze of heaven blow across the congregation. And yet there have been times when I saw uh, no visible event. I think of one time in India, I had preached at a Bible college and, and there seemed to be no movement. And of course, I reminded myself I was only to be God's faithful messenger and I had attempted to do that. But I'm standing in the back of the door and I'm weighing out my motives and, and, and my, my fervency. And, 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 and a young man came up to me and he took me by the hand and he said, because of that message, I'll be a missionary. And there have been those times when the Lord has allowed us a glimpse when we've gone as far as, maybe as far as our physical strength would carry us, as far as opportunity seemingly allowed us. Sometimes, having stood behind the pulpit, Gone as far as the Lord has given us that glimpse and allowed us to realize that we went a little bit further than we realized. As long as I've been going to India, I've had a part in training those who would uh, come from Myanmar and, and sit in the classes of the, the Bible colleges when I went to Myanmar for the first time. I was delighted 
that as we made our way traveling through the country, there were those who found out that we were making our approach and, and they met with us along the way. The Lord allowed me a, a little glimpse. Not long ago, a young man sent a letter to me through the internet, sent a message to me. He said, I'm one of the students who sat in your classes years and years and years and years ago. He said, pray for me. He said, I'm going to Sentinel. I responded and I asked, do you mean Sentinel Island? He said, yes, they need to hear the gospel. Sentinel Island is that island which belongs to India. That island whose shores are guarded by the Indian Navy. Lest anyone venture there because the primitive society that inhabits that land greets their visitors with spears and arrows. You perhaps heard of the young man not long ago who had ventured on those shores wanting to tell them about Christ. He was able to leave alive, made plans to return when he went back the second time, he died a martyr. Those are the shores of which I speak. Sentinel Island. And I thought how incredible it would be if a young man who had sat in my classes would be the first that would be able to labor on those shores. Pray for him that God would open the door. There have been those moments time and time again when having gone as far as the Lord has encouraged my heart, encouraged your heart. I think of our devotion. I think about our mission. I think of our affection. I could speak much about our burden for the lost around the world, but at the moment, I'm speaking about our compassion one for another. The difference that is made when we will go as far as. The verse is found in Acts chapter 28 and verse number 15. The Bible tells us of how that Paul the missionary is being taken to Rome as a prisoner and having reached the shores of Italy in Acts chapter 28, verse 15, he said, And from thence, when the brethren heard of us, they came to meet us as far as Apiphorum in the three taverns, whom when Paul saw, he thanked God and took courage. Paul said, They came from as far as. They traveled with us as far as. They could go no further but they went as far as. Please hear me tonight. They could not be with Paul on the face of the deep. 
They could not be with him during the days of shipwreck. They were not at his side when he fought the wild beast of Ephesus. They could not join him there in the dungeon of Rome. They would not stand with him before the throne of Caesar. But they went as far as. What little difference can you make when you can only go as far as? The Bible says Paul thanked God and took courage. I think to myself, how do you encourage somebody like the Apostle Paul? Someone who bore on his body the marks of persecution, but they went as far as. There are even some in this auditorium this evening. I can't walk their journey. There are valleys that you have seen Mountains that you've crossed. You say, preacher, I don't even know how to relate to brother so sister so and so. The battles they have faced. But will you go as far as? Let them know how much you care. Assure them of your prayers. And if you'll go as far as, perhaps the Lord will let you one day realize you went even further than you thought. The one church, a couple of churches, one church in particular, that comes to my mind when I think of how long I've been preaching here at this church that your pastor has allowed me this honor I think of a predominantly black church in Norristown near Philadelphia. Their church is situated on a hill in Norristown, and, and there's a street that goes one side and a street goes the other side. Oftentimes when I'm preaching, they just open the windows so that the surrounding neighborhood can be a part of the congregation. I preach all the louder when those windows are open, but sometimes it's the sounds from the outside that cause more effect than we would desire, like when the ice cream truck went by. And there's not much you can do in competing with the ice cream truck. So I just stopped. And as we listened to the pleasant melody, I told the people, I'll do my best to resist all temptation to chase the ice cream truck. They treat me like family there. I finished my message, stepped from the platform, and somebody came up to me with a bag and said, Preacher, here's your ice cream. We got ice cream after service tonight, too. Delivered. <laughs> but I remember back the first time I preached there. It was around Thanksgiving, and every Thanksgiving they had what they call the turkey bowl. Now this has been 27 years ago or so. I was somewhat younger than I am now. But I wasn't up to a football game because I was running a fever and bad sick. I told my wife, I said, 
I can't do it. I called the preacher. I said, preacher, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I can't be in that game. And the pastor said to me, he said, oh, brother. He said, some of the young fellows in the church are already asking me, you think that white preacher is going to play football with us? I told my wife, I said, you might have to take me to the hospital after that game, but I'm playing in the turkey bowl. And by the way, I got an interception. I'm sure an angel caught the ball and handed it to me, but I ended up with it. I don't know what it's like to live where they do. I haven't walked those streets since my childhood. But I'm amazed at how far, as far as can be. If we'll just go that far. You say, preacher, I so much try to sympathize with the brethren, but honestly, I don't. Will you go as far as? As far as? The Bible says, Paul, thank God, took courage. Because it went as far as. A friend of mine called me one day and he said, Brother, he said, I woke up last night so burdened for you. He said, I couldn't sleep. He said, I knew you were in trouble. He said, I was weeping and crying out to God on your behalf. He said, I had to call today and, and find out what was wrong. I said, Actually, nothing comes to mind. He said, no, 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 no. He said, you don't understand. He said, I was so burdened. He said, I, I wept. I, 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 I said, I don't know. It sounded like he was rather disappointed because something terrible wasn't happening to me. And then I said to him, I said, brother, I said, maybe it didn't happen because you prayed. My friend, you don't realize though you may never set foot on the shores of India, though you may never leave this country, you don't know how far your prayers go when you will go as far as. There's one other verse and one other verse only as I think of our vision. The verse is found in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse number 14. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, he said, For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reach not unto you, for we are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ. In verse 15, he describes how the grace of God had worked in them and now was working through them. And he says, we shall be enlarged by you. He continues in verse 16 and he says, to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. Paul said, 
we have come as far as to you, headed for the regions far beyond you. He said, but having come as far as you and seeing the grace of God working in you as we are destined for the regions beyond, we long to dream with you and partner with you and labor together and cast forth the seeds of the gospel in the furthest most reaches of humanity. Paul said, we have come as far as how often times have we found ourselves following the vision the Lord had given to us as far as Paul said as far as Corinth but now the regions beyond this was not the only time in his ministry I think of that time when he wanted to go into to Asia and, and Bithynia and the Holy Spirit forbade him and would not allow him. And the Bible says there in Troas he saw that Macedonian vision. Soon he finds himself entering into Macedonia. He had gone as far as vision would lead and God gave him fresh vision. It wasn't the only time he writes to the saints at Rome and he says to them, he says, I'm headed to Spain. And by the way, I think he reached Spain. He said to them, he said, I'm on my way to Spain. I'm coming through your neighborhood so that we laboring together and praying together can envision great things for God together as far as has. There have been moments when we have gone as far as and going as far as the Lord gave us fresh vision, new vision as a church, as individuals. But here's the question. Who among us will go as far as? So oftentimes, we want to know what God has for us for the rest of our lives when we haven't been willing to go as far as. How far will I go, Lord? And the Lord would say in reply, for now, as far as. And oftentimes, going as far as we find ourselves there at the extent of our vision, seemingly the end of the path as far as what we can see, and the Lord gives fresh vision. One of the greatest heartaches that I ever had in ministry Cecil Hodges, who pastored in Savannah, Georgia, is a dear friend of mine. He's with the Lord now. One day he called me to his office and he said to me, he said, William, he said, you know, we've, we've launched the Russia Inland Missions. You know, the, the project and the open doors the Lord has given us there. He said, I've prayed about who would take over this ministry. He said, I want you to do it. I could not tell you how excited I was. We already had headquarters in Minsk, Belarus. 
Uh, we were planning to travel by Trans-Siberian Railway from Minsk to Magadan. Minsk and Belarus, Magadan on the far east coast. And then it started all falling through. Falling through first there in Belarus. And then just collapsing. I was well nigh decimated. So disappointed. But I prayed and I said, Lord, I'll go as far as. I may never reach the other side of the world, but I'll go as far as. I've told you how my family's from that town called North South Carolina. One day I went as far as to Looneyville, West Virginia. It was in Looneyville, West Virginia where the Lord opened the door for me to go to India. I was preaching to a group of pastors in that area and an Indian gentleman that nobody knew walked up to me. He just happened to show up. He wasn't on the schedule. Wasn't invited. Wasn't announced. Just walked up to me and asked me, would you ever consider coming to India? And there's been one time after the other through the years when having made a trip to India, I have wondered to myself, was that my last trip? I didn't know that now, almost 25 years later, I could speak of the ministry through the years. So oftentimes, we've gone as far as and not sure if we'll be allowed another step further. And then the Lord opens the door. I'm glad for those moments when God gives fresh vision. Maybe you've gone as far as tonight. You'd find yourself in the presence of God and say, Lord, I'll go as far as I think I've gone as far as. Maybe the Lord would give you fresh vision tonight. And there was a young Irish girl who wanted so badly to go to China. And they told her, they said, you can't go to China. The doctor said, we won't give the clearance on that. Your health will not endure. And so when the girl could not go to China, instead she went as far as Japan. But it was in Japan that her health collapsed. And having gone as far as Japan, now she thinks to herself, I'll go as far as Sri Lanka. But there in Ceylon, she heard of a family member, at least someone who was so dear to her, he was like family, who was on the verge of death. And with a broken heart, she left that island nation. One day the Lord opened the door for her that she would be able to go as far as the land of India. And one morning, there was a little girl at her gate who was seeking refuge. A little girl that became the first child that Amy Carmichael rescued from the heathen temples of India. Sometimes we think of these great giants of the faith, these missionaries that, that went and did such great things for God. And we think to ourselves, they just stepped on shore and there they were and the darkness melted before them. No, they were faithful servants of God who were willing to go as far as. And going as far as, one day they rejoiced 
and realizing they had gone a lot further than what they had dared to think. There's one other young lady that I think of who went to India. Her name was Mary Reed. She spent only just a little while with that leper colony. She wasn't with them long. But after that, she didn't feel right. It was when she was back home in America and she saw the doctor that her fears were confirmed. He told her, you have leprosy. Mary Reed's family did not understand why she would not allow those personal gestures and sentiments upon her departure. Uh, no hugs, no, no. In, in fact, she, she avoided them. But she arranged for them to receive this letter written by her hand which said, Only now has the Lord prepared me for that great work He has for me. And so wonderfully prepared me. So I go back to the land of India to live among the lepers as one of them. That during what few days I have left, I might tell them of my Savior. And she went back to India and she died. Many, 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 many years later. And when she died, it wasn't the leprosy that got her. I'm just saying, dear friend, they were faithful servants of God who were willing to go as far as. In every instance, the phrase is found throughout the New Testament, no instance excluded. In every passage where the phrase can be read, we're reminded that if we'll only go as far as by God's grace one day, perhaps on the shores of eternity, we'll look back and realize that God allowed us to go further than what we had even dared to think. But here's the question. Who among us will go as far as? The challenge is not for you to go to the most distant shore. Will you go as far as? Just as far as. However far as far as might be. Will you go as far as? Would you stand together with me tonight? Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. Will you go as far as tonight? As our brother plays softly, and God has spoken to your heart, why don't you come to this old-fashioned altar, find a place to kneel, and just say, Lord, I'll go as far as. Your prayer might be, Lord, I feel like I've gone as far as. Maybe the Lord tonight would be pleased to give you a fresh vision. The question is, 
who among us will go as far as? You say, preacher, I think of brother so-and-so. I can't imagine how they've gone through the valleys they've gone through. And I know your preacher would just as well as me not say anything about it. But I've talked with one preacher after another and so many of us, yes, in this church, but so many of us preachers have lifted him up in prayer. I've seen the shock in the eyes of preachers when I've told them how many surgeries your past brother Gilmore has, has gone through. Honestly, I have no idea what it's like to walk that path. I know of so many others. Just have no idea. I have no idea. You have no idea what it's like to walk through some of those dark valleys. You can't go with them the whole journey. But dear friend, you can't go as far as. Will you go that far? Will you go that far? You'll find yourself surprised one day. What an impact it made. I marvel over those words. The Bible says that Paul thanked God and he took courage. That must have been quite a parade when those believers, they came from as far as, and they went as far as. They did not realize the difference it made in Paul's heart. How it lifted his spirit just because they went as far as. Preacher. 